Chapter Twelve of The Innocents: A Story for Lovers by Sinclair Lewis. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Don W. Jenkins. Out of a black curdled ocean where for ages he had struggled and stifled, Seth Appleby raised his head for an instant and sank again. For longer ages, and more black, more terrible, he fought on the bottom of the ocean of life. He had reached the bottom now. He began to rise. His coughing was shaking him into a half-consciousness, and very dimly he heard her cough, too. He feverishly threw out one hand. It struck the mouth-organ he had thrown upon the bed, struck it sharply with a pain that pierced to his nerve-centers. He had the dismaying thought, "'I'll never play the mouth-organ to her again. We won't ever sit in the rose-darbor while I play the mouth-organ to her. Where is she? Yes, yes, this is her hand.' He was trying to think now. Something said to him sharply, "'Suicide is wicked!' yes he reflected in the tangles of a half-thought he had always been told that suicide was wicked let's see what was it he was trying to think suicide wicked blame the cowards who killed themselves suicide wicked no no that wasn't the thought he was trying to lay hold of what was it he was trying to think suicide wicked god how his cough hurt him what was it suicide no he violently pushed away the thought of suicide and its wickedness, and at last shouted within himself, "'Oh, that's what I was thinking. I must play to mother again. Where is she? She needs me. She's way off somewhere. She's helpless. She's calling for me, my poor little girl.' He hurled himself off the bed to find her in that cold darkness. He stood wavering under the gas-jet. "'Why, oh, yes, we turned on the gas,' he realized. He thrust his hand up and reached the gas-jet, then staggering, feeling inch by inch for leagues along the edge of the cupboard, raising his ponderous hand with infinite effort, he touched a plate, feebly fitted his fingers over its edge, and with a gesture of weak despair hurled it at the window. The glass shattered. He fell to the floor. Strained with weeks of trying to appear young and brisk in the store, Mother had become insensible before the gas could overcome him, and he awoke there limp on the floor before she revived. The room was still foul with gas fumes, and very cold, for they had not rekindled the fire when they had returned after dinner. He feebly opened the window, even the door. A passing woman cried, "'Gas! In the room! My God! My old man almost croaked himself last year with one of them quarter-meters!' She bustled in, a corpulent, baggy, unclean, kindly, effectual soul, and helped him fan the gas out of the room. She drove away other inquisitive neighbors, revived Mother Appleby, and left them with thick-voiced words of cheer, muttering that her old man would kill her if she didn't get a hustle on herself and chase that growler. With the broken window-pane stuffed up, the gas lighted, and the fire started, the Applebys faced life again, and were very glad. They couldn't have been long under the gas. Father's eons of drowning struggle must have been seconds. Propped up in bed, Mother refused the doctor and smiled, though confusedly, with the bewilderment of one who had felt the numbness of death. 
i'll tell you how it is cried father we lord how glad i am to have you again it's like this we felt as if we'd gone the very limit and nothing ever would come right again but it's just like when we were a young married couple and scrapped and were so darn certain we'd have to leave each other that's the way it's been with us lately and we needed something big like this to get our nerve up i guess now we'll start off again and think honey whatever we do will be a victory it'll be so much bigger than nothing let's see new york doesn't want us but somewhere there must be a village of folks that does we'll start out right now walking through new york and we'll hunt till we find it even if we have to go clean out to san francisco gee think we're free no job or nothing and we could go to san francisco travel like we've always wanted to and we won't have any more pride now to bother us not after that i'll play the mouth organ for pennies come on we'll start for japan and see the cherry blossoms come on old partner we're going to pioneer like our daddies that went west and he struck up susanna on his mouth organ end of chapter twelve read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com